So there's a priest, a minister, and a rabbi. They're uh, fishing in a boat on a lake. And uh, the priest suddenly says, you know, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go get a drink from our cooler on the uh, bank. So he stands up, steps out of the canoe, and walks across the water, gets a drink, walks back, and sits back down in the canoe. The rabbi is just like blown away by this. But then the minister says, yeah, I think I'm thirsty too. He also stands up, steps out of the boat, walks across the water, gets his drink, and comes back. So the rabbi is thinking, well, hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. So he says, I'm thirsty too. He stands up, steps out of the boat, and goes right down into the water. And as he's spluttering and swimming for the shore, the minister leans over to the priest and says, do you think we should tell him about the stepping stones? (laughs) Now, I tell that joke because I think deep down, a lot of us have that very same attitude, that very same fear about faith. That if I really act with faith, if I really live a life of faith, I'm going to look like a fool or maybe even drown, right? But the, the readings today are a challenge to our faith. Jesus says, love your enemies, pray for those who hurt you. But then we see people who do these mass shootings, like up in Dayton or in these Walmarts, and we say, how can we love those people? Those are terrible people. Or Jesus says through his church, you know, uh, that you should not use contraceptive methods in your family planning. You should instead just use abstinence or uh, be open to life. But we say, well, that's, that's not realistic. It just it doesn't work easily that way. Jesus says, as he does today in the gospel, sell your belongings, give alms to the poor. We say, but what about me? Who will take care of me? Or, you know, I worked hard for those things. In all of these situations, and many, many more, what we're really dealing with is a lack of faith. We don't have the faith that Jesus wants us to have. Now, Abraham did. Abraham is the great figure of faith in our second reading today. He, when God told him to go out to a land he'd never been to, he went. When God told him that he was going to have a child, even though he was way too old for that to happen uh, in human terms, he believed it, and indeed he conceived a child. Perhaps most remarkably of all, when God tells him to sacrifice that same miraculously conceived son... He does it. His logic here is quite stunning. It says, he reasoned that God was able to raise even from the dead. See, Abraham knows that something is wrong with this whole picture, that this is the the promised child, the one who's going to be the create generations of uh, innumerable people for uh, Abraham as his descendants. So how can God tell him to put him to death, to sacrifice him back to God. Abraham knows that this doesn't add up. But you see, the one thing that he can't doubt, the one thing that he is rock solid on, is that God is faithful to his promises. So he would rather doubt the power of death than doubt the promise of God. He believes that he can raise Isaac from the dead. See, that is faith. What if we lived our lives that way, where we really believed that what God promises will come to pass no matter what? So how can we uh, grow in faith? How can we exercise that virtue of faith that was given to us in our baptism? 
our readings bring up two good ways of doing this, obedience and the mission of the kingdom. First of all, obedience. Again, Abraham is this example of obedience. When Abraham knows God's command, God's word, he obeys it without question, even though he doesn't understand it all the time. What about in our lives? We know that there are commands that God has given to us about how we uh, deal with our parents, our children, our spouse, our job, our finances. And uh, maybe we know that we're not following those commands. Maybe we don't understand them. Why would you ask us to do this, God? It seems like such a, an imposition, so difficult. But God has promised us that if we obey his commands, that we will receive eternal life. And so when we repent, when we change our lives to obey the commands that we know we should, not only are we making ourselves worthy to inherit eternal life, but we are doing it by growing in faith. Every act of obedience is always an act of faith. The second thing is the, uh, the mission of the kingdom of God. Hopefully you notice that there's a connection between our first reading today and the gospel. In the first reading, we see the people of Israel in Egypt getting ready to uh, be rescued from Egypt by God. And God, what does it say in the book of wisdom? God tells them beforehand what is going to happen, what they have to do. He tells them when the angel of death comes, you're going to sacrifice the Passover lamb. You're going to spread its blood on the doorway. You're going to eat the Passover meal and stay inside, right? They know ahead of time what they are supposed to do, and that allows them to put their faith in God. Well, Jesus is doing the same thing. In the gospel today, he says exactly what is going to happen. He says, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to come back again. Now, you don't know necessarily when I'm coming back again, but you know that I'm coming, and you must be prepared. How do we prepare? By building the kingdom, by bringing people into the kingdom. You know, Jesus says, this is how people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love. For one another. Jesus says, go forth, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So what is the, the mission that Jesus has entrusted to us? It is the mission of building the kingdom, of bringing people uh, into the fold, you know, and that too is an act of faith, an act of faith for all of us. Did you notice that when Peter asked Jesus this question, well, who is the prudent steward who's in charge of building the kingdom, Jesus doesn't give him a straight answer back. He doesn't say, well, you know, it's, it's the apostles or the pope or the bishops or the priests. No, he says, who is the prudent steward? Well, he means every one of us in one way or another, according to our state in life, each one of us must become that prudent steward who builds up the kingdom of God. And so again, we may not always see the rationale, the connection uh, between our job and building the kingdom, or between our relationship with this family member or friend uh, and building the kingdom. We might say, if I, if I try to do that, if I try to build the kingdom there, I'm going to look like a fool or, or fall in the water, right? But Jesus says, don't worry. Make it an act of faith, and it will succeed, not by your power, but by mine. And so every time that we build up 
the kingdom of God, take up the mission of the kingdom, that too is an exercise of faith. So these are two ways that we can always grow in our faith, by obedience and by the mission of building the kingdom. If we do that, then we will also be praying as Jesus' very first disciples prayed. We ourselves must always pray, Lord, increase our faith.